0: Good morning. Good morning. Today we are moving on to discuss Birchas HaShachar, which are the brachos that we make in the morning. There are a number of brachos we make, starting actually with Elkai Shema, and going all the way through to talking about Pekoy Chivrim, uh, Matir HaSurrim, Kepufim, etc. So I want to discuss the nature of those brachos today and some relevant halakhas to have to do with them. Before I do, I'm going to grab the sitter right here. Okay, so there are a number of different practices that emerge over time about when these brachas are said The Gemara says, when a person wakes up in the morning and they hear the rooster crow, they say <laughs> He who gives the heart understand to help distinguish between light, night and day And then, as you go through the day, when you open your eyes, you say <speaking> When you put your clothes on, you say <speaking> That's the practice of the Gemara Already in the early, early Rishonim, we start finding, well, actually, maybe you shouldn't do it when you wake up, but rather wait until you get the show. Why? Two answers given. One is because when you wake up, maybe you're not clean, you have to go to the bathroom, you have to wash your hands, so you might as well just wait and say them all together. The other approach given was, as time went on, people were less literate. People didn't know how to make these brachas. So they would saying, you know what, just wait until you get the show. The Shliach Tzibor will make the bracha and be motzi everyone else. And everyone else will fulfill their obligation of these brachas through the shaliyah tzibor Interestingly, according to that opinion, you should have a minion before you make those brachas Which is brought down if, you want to, if it's about the minion, if it's about one person emotes to everyone else, wait till they have a minion. However, the Brewer points out that it's our custom is everyone's Because now, thank God, we all have an education and we all hopefully are literate Since we're making the bracha either way by ourselves, you don't need a minion. But it seems, it seems like it's part. Its field. Ours, it seems right? like it's part of Tefilah with Seabor. It became, it became oh, part, oh, it's part, oh, part. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get there one second. Good Come question. On, right? Jonathan said, "If we're literate now, <laughs> should we go back?" So that's working on the assumption under the assumption that the point of making these brach why we making these brachas because as we experience these things, we thank God for. We thank God for them, it's some sort of a bracha thanking God for them. In fact, if you look at the Shulchan the Shulchanar writes out, I'll begin it. and by the way, listen carefully to this list, you'll see there are things that are missing. He um, says, when you wake up, so Okay, I thought it was interesting that that's the first of the brachos. When you hear the rooster crow, uh, One who is able to differentiate between night and day. By the way, if the idea, what's the idea behind that bracha? To differentiate between night and day. So, seemingly, seemingly, before we had watches, we discussed this in the Zaman Share it was very hard to know time. Either it was day, it was night, it was night, it was day, but the Gemara tells us in Saad that the reason why we have this hour between when we're not allowed to eat chametz and when chametz actually becomes forbidden to own is because between the fourth and fifth hour of the day, it's hard to tell what, where the sun is. Therefore, we give this limbo period so you know exactly really the, the fourth and the, and the sixth, you do know that it, you couldn't tell precise time. So the fact of a rooster crowing, now you know it's going to be daybreak, that's something to be thankful for. But if you think about it, if it's really about being able to demark time clearly, so really you should be able to make it at night as well. And in fact, the post could say one technically couldn't make it at night, but daybreak, it brings a whole new day, it's the dawn of a new day, it's hope, it's exciting. Whereas at night, the night's coming, there's a terror at night, there's a fear at night, so we prefer to make it during second, um, we prefer to make it in the morning, yes. So, so we'll get to that in one second We'll get to that in one second the, um, It also happens to be these brachos he doesn't, uh, sorry, the, doesn't say when you uh, wake up in the morning it's when you wake up, which implies these are not tied to day per se in the sense that we know when it, came, when it comes to uh, putting on tefillin, we had a precise time when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to shema we had a precise time Here, if you wake up in, uh, I don't know 5 in the morning earlier, let's say we 3 in the morning to go on a flight you can make your brachas and it fulfill your obligation for the day. It's not tied to today; it's tied to when you wake up. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you plan on going back to sleep, so you shouldn't make the brachas. But if you wake up, you know, hey, two in the morning, I don't know, Shavuos night, you decide you want to take a nap first, you make the but It's not tied to the actual daybreak per se. goes on. When you get dressed, when you put your hands in your eyes, you clean your eyes away. Say, Kish Yoshe, when you sit down, you brach Matir the guy who, 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 who frees the, uh, those who are bound. Kish Zoki when you get up, you brach Zokif when you're able to stand up, you, you uh, thank God you can uh, stand up. Kish Nira uh you put your feet on the ground, you brach Al Hamayim. By the way, all these things seem like okay, very nice, but you talk to someone who has troubled any of these, and suddenly, and suddenly, these are you know the most amazing brachas, which might be part of what we're doing here. Um, and again, and so on and so forth. Um, that's, that's the, um, the you know, let's, let's, actually, let's, let's read it on Just because it's important Because um, you know When you put on your, food, when you put on your shoes You worry I shall also called turkey, Thank God for everything That you have Right you're all, um, That's basically saying Thank God for everything I have What's the idea behind there What, what are shoes Why are shoes tied to Thank God for, for God who provides For me for all my needs You can leave the house And do stuff, you can leave the house and do stuff. So Rabbi Salvechik Has an interesting approach He says as follows It's impossible To make a bracha For everything because he says one of the things we see from the, these brachos as well as the other brachos br- we make when we encounter a, a beautiful phenomenon, we say, you know, we thank God. Um, oh, see, uh, we, we thank God for um oh, oh, nations, for giving us this wonderful mo- creation. Is that clearly the things we appreciate in life, the things that we're given in life, whether it's things we need or things we enjoy, that automatically mandates a requirement to attribute it to God. Thank you, Hashem. You see it in a magnificent vista. Thank you, Hashem. How is that borne out through making a bracha? That being said, it's impossible to make a bracha on everything. Make a bracha on the fact you, you breathe every moment. It's that's not probable. It goes the same, same way with food. We don't make a. We can't. We don't have a bracha. We don't. Form, we haven't formulated a bracha when you eat an egg. When you eat when you eat, uh, meat and when you eat chicken. It's just we're not going to formulate that many brachos. So at a certain point, Chazal made these catch-all brachos, Shachol Niyeb which covers everything. Shachol everything you have, bar everything you have created. So it says thereof that um, we, since we can't make a bracha every interaction we have, thank you God for friendship, for camaraderie, we're not going to do that. So what we do is we make one catch-all bracha of he has given us everything we need. That being said, so why do we tie that to shoes? So it says the Rav Salvechik, especially in ancient times, shoes were a mark of, the, uh, of what it means to be a, a, a human being, a tzalim al came in a way. Slaves did not wear shoes, bondsmen did not wear shoes. Shoes were someone who was uh, was, who was established Someone who was a, you, know, you could say it was a, more of a, a, a Position of superiority in the society Therefore because shoes represent that That's where we're making the brachan But again, it's not just on shoes He um, goes on He says when you wear your uh, belt So you say um, You say so vura. When you wear your hat, your hat You say Ote so Although some people say that's tied to tefillin Which is why um, you're supposed to touch its fill If you're wearing fill at that point You're supposed to touch its fill And then When you wash your hands When you wash your face You say Hamavishin Then you hear Etc So that's the Shulchan Aruch By the way What's notably missing? Three bruchas Yeah So those are later on The Shulchan Aruch One is As you pointed out shulosh 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 That's missing if That comes up later The Shulchan Aruch um, The question by the way There is The formulation's funny Formulation's funny First of all, why is it in the negative? Shalom Ga, you didn't make me a non Jew. What about Shasani Yisrael? You made me a Jew, which there, are, there is a gear that has there, Shasani Yisrael. What about uh, Shasani Ben Chorin, a free person? Shasani Ish, you made me a man. What What's the formulation here? So I saw from Rav Shimon Schwab, he wanted to say as follows. Well, he quoted the Bach, that there's a very interesting debate in the Gemara and Chagiga between Beisham and Beishilel. Was it better man was created or better man not be created? interesting debate is better man was created and had the opportunity to live this world and, yeah, and do mitzvahs, etc or better that man was not created because the, this world is full of sin and temptation like an existential debate Yishri Kohala. Yishri Kohala. exactly so so the um, so the Bach says we pass it we say it's better man not have been created because look at all the sin and temptation all the pain and suffering in this world but once we're created so then we, we're going to thank God for each for, for having the ability to do mitzvahs so if you look at the list, he it goes, it's a hierarchy. Shallah Sani It's not that we're not, we're not, it's not a uh, you know, we're not trying to say that like we're not like them as much. We're saying thank you, Hashem, for giving us more than the seven obligations of a non Jew. Shallah Sani of it, thank you Hashem for giving us more obligations than what a slave has. Sha'lah Isha, thank you Hashem for giving us even more obligations or we're, we're we're obligated in time bound mitzos. That's what he, that's what the Bach wants to argue with Schwab as well. That's why, by the way. There is an approach that says if you go out of order and you say shalom asani isha before you say shalom asani gai, you can't go back and say shalom asani gai. because the whole idea is we're, we're thanking God for giving us the more obligations. Well, once you say shalom asani isha, you're basically saying thank you God for giving me basically every mitzvah, but if, but with seven or eight of them, so you've covered the Mitzvah b'din noach as well. The early rabbis says we don't pass in that way, but also that's another. I saw I don't remember who said this. That's could be in the Shibura, That's why we don't say shasani yisrael because once you say that, you've covered everything. Okay. Um, and Shalasani Koaach, there's actually a debate what you say. The rub didn't say that because that's uh, sorry because that's not found in the Gemara. That's a different debate which we're not going to get into now. About mit, about brachos not found in the Gemara, can we say them? Can we say them? Why can't? Why can we not say them? Someone's not found in the Gemara. Um, that's where the Tamidi Hagra do not say it. I think everyone here has the minute to say it. The Rub didn't say it. Okay. What did he say? The new Minhug. It won't save you that much time. We can give you other Minhug yeah, and I'll save you more time. Not that time. I hear. Okay, I can give you a list of brachas that we don't say, that are not found in the Gemara, that we should or should not say, especially in HaShachar. Okay, so what we've seen so far, before we get to Jonathan and, and Stan's point, is seemingly we should be making the brachah as we go through the day, but because people were uh, either ignorant or maybe unclean, we push it off till Shul. That being said, that being said, comes along the Ramah, and he says as follows, well, it comes along the shul, it says, call the bruchas, all these blessings. In You live in Linden. You haven't heard a, a chicken on Orchard Terrace? It happens to be in Passaic, where I live, up the block. There was a house that has chickens. Totally random. The neighbors hated it. What do you say? Where do my neighbors? Backyard neighbors has chicken. Has chicken.
1: It's All right.
0: Not allowed in Linden. All right. We're li- what We're libertarians here. We're 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 now, we're not a, fa- a fan of zoning laws. Used to be farms. Now, the I mean, this this whole place used to be full of chickens before the, uh, we came to this country. What do you say? As we know, uh, we're not a fan of zoning laws anymore, based on the article I sent you. So. Exactly. So, the um, She says, "Oh shlohalach, oh shlolovesh, oh chiger amar, osa brachet below askar Hashem." Shochanar says, "What if you don't experience these things? What if you can't walk? Unfortunately, so don't make those particular brachos with God's name." Why would he say that? So if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, "No, be'eh shomer, lonus ha'im v'varchasam de'en a bracha d'akel atzma l'mivarchen shakaris bracha bari olam." The says, no, you do make these brachas so What's the debate here? The debate actually comes down to as follows The Rambam seems to think Based on the Gemara That these brachas are birchas hanenen Meaning, brachas of pleasure That the same way before you drink your cup of coffee in the morning You say, shakol niyeb And immediately after you must drink And you can't say, I'll drink my coffee, I'll eat my waffle And then I'll go to Shul and make the brachas there so that's what these brachas are. It happens to be, maybe chazal came along and said because of extenuating circumstances, we allow you to push them off. But the ideal is, the ideal is you make the brachas prior to enjoying it. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch seems to reject this idea of the Rambam, that you should wait until Shul... Well, it wasn't Rambam. Whatever it was, you should wait till you get to Shul. The Shulchan Aruch says, no, if you can't make it, seemingly, you can't make it. Why? Again, the same way, again, no one... It sounds almost ludicrous to say, eat your food now, wait till you get somewhere else to make the brachas. The Ramah, however... Based off the, um, the rush and the run, seemingly, say, no, no, no. We understood this all wrong. This is not a birchas hanahinen, meaning before you enjoy, you need to thank God. Rather, these are birchas ha-shvach, the blessings of praise. Not praise that you particularly can enjoy it, but rather we are thanking God that He gave this, thing, this gift to humanity. So whether you're someone who can enjoy it or can't enjoy it, you still can thank God for giving man in general the ability to see. Men in general, the ability to walk, etc. That's the big difference. Which means, even if you don't hear the tarnagal crow, or whatever they do, whatever tarnagals do, or if you, uh, if you are coming to Shul and you know how to learn, read, you're still making the bracha all, all in Shul. Yes, questions, thoughts, comments? This by the way ties into the S'michas because we mentioned last week and in, in Smithaskaver, and the Raman points out the Raman points out that Tishabav, you shouldn't thank God for being able to wash your hands. Why? Because we don't wash our hands. In fact we push it off to Mincha. Yet we say that an Avel does make those Brachos. Why? Because we say Antishabov since no one's washing their hands, so there's no need we don't make the bracha at Birchashvach. Whereas an avel, he can still make the bracha the same way a blind person can say thank you Hashem for ivrim for opening her eyes, even though they themselves can't enjoy it. Although they probably could, but we'll get to that in one second. Same way somebody can't walk, still makes the bracha because people in general can make it. So an avel, although they can't wash their hands, other people can wash their hands. Just a one caveat when it comes to a, uh, a blind person, the points out, a blind person benefits from having a lamp. How? Because it, as long as other people can see them stumbling around, they'll come to help them. And say the blind person, thank God for people to be able to see because the people of sight can help them. The um, okay. Just one interesting point. This is, I think as well as important. Actually, ties into the previous discussion. I wasn't going to bring it up, and that was the formulation of the brachas is a little. They're, they're a little awkward. For instance, it says "Hanosin." Uh, where, where it's, it's, this particular one, we say which is which is what. He who opens the eyes of the blind. So first of all, the Rav points out you could be more direct. You could be more direct with that. You can say, you know, who gives sight or who opens the eyes. But pokaib of the blind, why are we mentioning the blind? That's that's one idea. Also, um, it's um we say Asher Nosan vina." So technically it's Asher that gives Laservina, it could just be no no saying Vina Again, this is more technical, and says Rebbe as well as Hashem Schwab, that when Chazal formulated brachos, they didn't just make them up whole cloth, what made most sense almost grammatically, but rather they looked to pre-existing psukim and verses throughout Tanakh, and they borrowed the phrases from there. Why is that? So, says the Salavechik, he says, because when we come to pray before God, when we come to pray before God, how do we know what to pray? How do we know what's going to be answered? I want to be answered, so he says. Rather than inventing our own prayer and hope God will answer us, we try to find pre-existing sukkah, pre-existing verse, and say at least we're, we're we're taking the words of the prophets, and that's what we're bringing to God. It's an interesting approach, and there's a sefer called Dharam It's a sefer from from uh svarad. I don't remember what year exactly. It was 1500s, 1400s, maybe a little earlier. Where he does, he goes through all of all of Shmonesrei and shows the sukkah behind each line that even in Shmona as well, it's all based up Sukkot. It's all based up Sookim. Again, because it says the Rav, we're coming to God with the, with, with the prophets. You can tell me where it's from. 14th century. 14th century. Okay, fine. Rishavitch right. has another approach. He says as follows. You know why these are indirect? And it's almost talking about like he who gives sight to the blind, he who clothes the naked, rather than he who gave me clothes. So he says as follows. And it's, I think I'm going to read it inside. He says, when we begin our day, and we say, he who gives sight to the blind, he who clothes the naked, who releases the bond, straightens the bend, We're not just thanking God for His benevolence that He gives us and protects us from disease, gives us all these things, but also what we are announcing is, and we are asserting, the all-inclusive morality of God, which is manifest in His deeds at a natural and historical level. Meaning to say, it's not just mentioning certain brachos that took place for us, certain things that we have in our life take place for us, but we're saying, look what God does for human beings in general. God sets free the prisoners. The captives, the slaves, he lifts up the oppressed, he heals the blind, the unfortunate, the helpless, and he clothes the poor and needy ones. The reference to our daily activities is indeed vague, but the link with the ethical norm is pronounced. Again, it's a little bit more vague, he said, but it's what we're trying to say is, we're starting our day saying, this is what God does. God does these things for us, and why is that important? Thus, according to our interpretation, the series of blessings in Birchad shachar beginning with he who opens the eyes of the blind... Followed by clothes and naked, releases the bound, straightens the bent, contains an ethical message. They were chosen due to some curgumatic relevance, although the relationship to the particular physical event is a vague one. These blessings can be dominated by the ethical group in the morning blessings. When one pronounces these brachas, he outlines the program for his own life. Give sight to the blind, clothes naked, freeing the bound, straighten the bent. Meaning to say as follows We're starting our day saying, God does all these things for humanity, and it's an ethical command to us. That we too should begin our day thinking about how we can help free the captive, help the poor, uh, open the eyes of the blind, or help those who are blind. So the Rabbis there's two reasons why again these brachas are vague, and almost very broad. Rather than saying who gives me sight, we say who gives sight to the blind. Why that? So answer one was we're using verses from the pesukit, verses themselves from Tanakh. Answer number two is because what we're trying to say is this is an ethical demand of us, the same way God helps the blind, he clothes the naked, in general. We want to begin our day saying we're supposed to imitate God. And how can we begin our day thinking about those around us and how we can help them? So again, another perspective when we're doing the Birkat Hashavach. Okay. One last one last point says the rub and it, the other thing we're doing this is a theme throughout the rub is when you begin your day talking about your inadequacies and your need and dependency on God, we're effectively starting your day recognizing, you know what? Whatever happens today and everything in my life, I'm inadequate without God. I'm totally dependent on God and that sets the stage for tefillah because what is tefillah? It's coming before God and saying, God, I can only do this without you. Umu fanecha reikam alta reikam For you, I'm empty. I have nothing. I have nothing. So this also, these brachas as well, the stage, it's, the Rav points out elsewhere, there's a cycle um, that goes around when we daven, we realize we're, we're, how dependent we are, we realize how dependent we are that forces us to daven. That cycle, which begins with the baruch, we say, look, I can't see without you, God. I can't stand up without you, God. Again, also, Sometimes when we're healthy, these things we take them for granted. Okay, see, We can, we can, we can even get up in bed. Someone who, someone who struggles with that, these brachas, they, they realize just how dependent we are on God itself, on God. Okay, excellent. I wish everyone a wonderful week, and uh, looking forward to next week.